Are you an investor interested in the Texas real estate market? Well, you've come to the right place. In this video, this is gonna be the only place you find everything you would need to know to become a successful Texas real estate investor. We're gonna be covering all the major economic points of all of the major metros in Texas. That includes Dallas-Fort Worth, Austin, Houston, and my personal favorite, San Antonio. So let's do this. What's going on, everybody? I'm John Barr with An Investor's Journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies that are currently working in the market. So in this very channel, if this is your first time tuning in, we share everything that we're currently doing and what's working in, in our market today. So make sure you tune in to catch all the stuff that's currently going on in our business. Now, if you find this information useful, we would really appreciate it if you do one simple thing is go down there and just hit that like button, and that would help us out tremendously. So with that being said, said, let's go ahead and get into this market update. So first up, let's take a look at Texas by the numbers, because everyone hears a lot of people are moving to Texas and a lot of people are flocking from the coast and moving down to the south and central United States, Texas being uh, one of the big ones. So why do people want to move here? So here are some numbers ranked by Forbes magazine. So first up, we have Texas as being the second ranked state for business, the second most populated state, the second largest U.S. state economy valued at $1.9 trillion, 10% below the national average on cost of doing business, which is a huge thing, which is why businesses are moving here, 19th least expensive state by cost of living, which is fantastic for people wanting to move here because they can actually afford housing, gross state product growth ranks 10 from 2014 to 2019. We have 237 relocations or corporate expansions projects currently in the works, which is absolutely fantastic to see. Texas, at, and then here's a big thing from 2020, is Texas added more residents than any other state in 2020 throughout the entire United States. Employment growth ranks 12th from 2014 to 2019, and we have 11,990 single-family building permits issued just in February, which is a 6% year-over-year increase. So those are just some of the basic numbers of why Texas is so hot and why so many people are wanting to move here. It's no surprise, and if you have been living under a rock, to know that like Texas is a hotbed. And it's no surprise it's kind of going across nationally that housing in is short supply. And Texas is by no means an exclusion that is probably leading the nation in our total sales and our overall year-over-year appreciation. And you'll see a lot of that information throughout this uh, presentation. But that is one of the big hotspots coming out of this pandemic is how housing and in Texas especially. So here what we're looking at is the total housing sales for San Antonio and you are here in Texas and you can really see what the United States was doing compared to what Texas is doing and you can see a huge spike even coming out of the last recession we were leading the nation and then now coming out of the pandemic it's even taken off to a whole new level which is even kind of surprising to see that even our, even though our employment is still higher than this, the rest of the United States as a whole, our housing market is absolutely on fire. And you will see a lot of that information in every major market that we have here in Texas. So what is one thing that drives relocation and people wanting to move and head to different areas? Well, mainly it's uh, jobs and corporate activities. So what has been going on in Texas this last year and this last really decade that's driven so many people here? Well, 
first thing is why Texas is business friendly environment. We have no state corporate income tax, which is a huge thing. No personal income tax, which is absolutely fantastic. And two years ago, they actually just amended the Texas state constitution to make it even harder for later legislations to even try to implement a state income tax. We have fewer, fewer regulations and lower cost of living. So what kind of companies are moving here? Well, how about the biggest ones of Facebook, Amazon, Google, Apple, Tesla? And Apple is actually, it's going to be their second largest campus in in their company. The other being obviously their corporate office in Palo Alto and California, Northern Silicon Valley. But we will have the second one, second largest here in Texas in where they went to in Austin. So let's look at the corporate relocations. Nearly 200 companies have decided to move here in the last decade, 74 between 2018 and pre-pandemic, and we've had some big heavy hitters have decided in the last year, year and a half to move here, but 8VC, it's a venture capital fund, Charles Schwab, Oracle, HP or as Hewlett Packard and CBRE all moved their corporate campuses to Texas because of the things of the no corporate income tax, lower cost of living, everything we've been over is reasons that uh, Texas has become one of the hotspots for relocations. All right, let's get into our first city. We have Austin, the capital city of Texas. So building permits issued was for single family homes was 1,862, which is a 12.8% increase year over year. Two to four unit is down 17% and they only issued 58 permits. Five plus units was sitting at 2587. That's a 41.3% increase year over year. So you can kind of see where the demand really is coming in. It's for single family houses and five plus units. The, the duplex, triplex, quadplex, this really isn't that profitable for builders and they're just really not building them right now. And that's kind of across the state of Texas. Average sales price sitting at 505324 which is a 26.01% increase year over year. Median sales price is sitting at 395000 which is a 22.49% increase year over year. Total sales is actually down though. Surprisingly, everyone these last several months, the sales have been going up and up and up and up, but we're having huge problems with inventory right now, which is driving total sales down. And we are down 8.7% from February of last year to 2389 Employment just sitting just shy of 1.2 million, and that's only a 2.31% decrease from this time last year. But we did we did lose 10,969 jobs from the previous month, which we're kind of plateauing on our unemployment rates dropping, as you'll see towards the end of the presentation. Unemployment in Austin is sitting at 5.36. Now remember, nationally, we're sitting at 6.2. So we have better than the national average here in Austin. And that is a 0.23% increase from the previous month. So that's where those jobs kind of uh, disappeared to and drove the unemployment rate up a little bit. Now, here's some of the crazy stuff you'll see that in Austin, there's only 0.48 months of inventory, which is in just insanely low. Your balance market is six months of inventory. And what that really means, just for those of you that don't understand, months of inventory means if the same rate of sales were to keep up based on the current active listings, how long would it take for all the inventory to disappear? So I expect that total sales number to continue to drop just because there's literally no inventory. So that is a 0.14 month decrease from the previous month. And November, just a comparison of last year or two years ago, was sitting at 2.87.
So now here's what you're looking at as the median sales price priced over time. And really what you're looking at is uh, our uh, sales market. It goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winters. And you kind of see it's been doing that up until really about 2020 after we came out of the lockdowns. It kind of started to dip a little earlier and had some kind of negative uh, appreciation year over year, but then it just absolutely took off like a rocket. We didn't have anything where it marked down towards the winter time and it just kept going and going and has really taken off into 2021. And I expect it to continue to do that. Even though we have a lack of sales, we just have no inventory. So you, the bidding wars is is the norm now to where you have to put your best and highest offer and just hope and pray that you get it. So now year over year appreciation. You can kind of really see that it took coming out of the last recession uh, when prices were falling. We kind of took off in around 2012 and we were hitting some 15s, some 15 down to 12 and a half. And it was really kind of starting to trend down in up until you got to about to, uh, 2020 when we had just the massive housing boom. And you'll see where we dipped negative for just a short period of time and then just took off to where we're hitting into the 20 year over year appreciations, which is absolutely insane and unsustainable for a long period of time. But it's one of those things that can continue with the influx of people and the influx of jobs, especially the high paying ones like the Googles and the um, Facebooks and Teslas of the world, which is where a lot of these companies are moving is Austin, Texas. So now the another piece that I do this is based on the months of inventory, where's the most in-demand price point based on that month of inventory. Remember, the lower the number, the more in-demand that, that housing price and home stock really is. So for Austin, you really dip down below one month. And the reason I think it's 1.2 or over one right here is just because there's just hardly any housing in the Austin MSA for that style of housing. So it dips down into the 0.29 I mean, you're talking just days of inventory to where if you're listing a house in that price point, it's gone to where you're getting, uh, I'm reading articles to where you're getting 20, 30, 40 offers, 50, 60, 70, 90 showings in a weekend. And you're just getting massive bidding wars, all kinds of contingencies waived just for people trying to get into housing. So this is something you can use if you're a renovator or you're targeting rental property to where you're going to get that high appreciation over a short period of time is because of these low inventories. As long as our market holds, that's going to continue to happen. Even though we don't have inventory, you list a house, you might get 30, 40,000 over the asking price just because of the bidding wars that are currently going on. Next up, we have DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth. So building permits issued was up six, only 6.3% 6 increase from this time last year to 37.96. Um, they actually had a little bit of a spike in the uh, two to four units, but you're only 99 permits issued for the entire Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, Metroplex really isn't that much. You can see that very, not very many people are zoning and building uh, your multifamily houses in DFW. Five plus units had a 70% increase to 1,239. Average sales price is up 20% year over year to 20.29% uh, year over year to 312,990. Total sales did have a decrease of 6.7, but it's the same kind of issue where they're having inventory problems that's driving sales volume down to 6,732. Employment, 3,765,436 people are employed in Dallas, Fort Worth. So a lot of people live in Dallas, Fort Worth, and that's a 3.23% decrease year over year. So 
a little less than Austin, but uh, still in retrospect of what just happened last year, that's still pretty good. And that is, but that is 36,942 jobs down from the previous month. Unemployment is sitting at 6.53, so rides a little bit above the national average, and that is a 0.2% increase from the previous month. So got a little bit ahead of ourselves, and we had to lay some people off to for the current economic conditions. Month of inventory sitting at 0.86. So in a size of city of Dallas-Fort Worth, the number of sales volume is 6,732. To have that low month of inventory is absolutely insane. So much similar to Austin, you have massive bidding wars that are currently taking place in Dallas-Fort Worth. That is a 0.16% month decrease from the previous or from the previous month. For a retrospect, November 2019 was 3.03 months of inventory, and we're down at 0.86. So less than a month of inventory sitting on the market there in Dallas-Fort Worth. So here we have the median sales price price from June 2010 through January 2021. And right here at the bottom of 2011, 2012 is when real estate stopped going down in Texas and started taking off. So you goes, you're looking at as a sales cycles where it goes up in the summer, down in the winter up in the summer, down in the winter. And that really kind of continues on uh, up until about 2020 or 2020 into 2021. We had a lot of crazy things going on to where it should have really kind of peaked right here and started coming down, then back up. It kind of leveled off and stayed up there. We had a little drop in January, but now it's really taking off again. And I really expect that to continue because of the market we're currently in and the environment of just super low inventory, all kinds of jobs and companies relocating here. So you have a lot of money and influence coming from outside of Texas. So those new jobs, those corporate relocations, those high paying jobs can bid up prices at a very rapid rate, even with low months of inventory. The year over year appreciation, you can see deck text or Dallas was a little volatile. So where you can see we kind of went Coming out of last recession, we kind of shot up a 10 and 10% year over year appreciation. We're hitting 12, staying consistent above 10 for about two years. And then we really dropped down. Then it took off again, went down, back up again. And then it was really kind of really coming down and actually turned negative in 2019, up going into 2020. And then you can see what the recession really did at the ongoing of the pandemic right there in April, May, when everything was locked down, nobody was buying houses. But then you can see as soon as everything opened back up, boom, to new records, drop down, then setting even higher records, sitting at 17.5% year-over-year appreciation, which is just absolutely insane uh, for what housing is doing here in Texas and Dallas-Fort Worth. So here's what you're seeing is the months of inventory by price range. So you can kind of see where the majority of people are buying and where inventory is the tightest. We use this all the time in our business for targeting areas and zip codes and price ranges is this month of inventory. Because if you have, and you can see for Dallas, like that 150 to Oh, about 300 is a very in-demand price point where you have a lot of probably inventory turning over there, a lot of buyers trying to buy and really bidding up prices uh, for those houses to where when they go on the market, boom, they're gone to where a lot of people aren't putting their houses on the market and the ones that are going on there receiving 20, 30 offers over asking price and really driving those prices up. So something you can use for your business to kind of really peg what your competition is for certain price ranges and certain areas. So next up, we have Houston. 
building permits issued for the city of Houston is actually down showing for the year over year across the board. Um, your single family home permits are down to 3,395, which is a 4.8% decrease from this time last year. Two to four units, 28 across the entire city of Houston, which is breaking even from this time last year. Uh, five plus units at 902, which is a 13.1% de decrease year over year. Average sales price sitting at 332.205, but it's still 11.8% increase from this time last year. Median sales price, 268.50, which is an 11.62% increase year over year. So even though building permits are down, you still have a median and average sales price increases in the double digits. Total sales is actually doubling uh, up to 26.57% to 6,263, which is unlike the other markets uh, we just went over of Austin and Dallas, Houston actually still maintaining that 20% increase in sales volume. Now, if you go back and look at the previous video I did from three months ago, you can kind of compare each one of these cities against each other of what they've done in three months. But Dallas and Austin both were in the 20% increases year over year. Employment is just over 3 million in Houston and is a 6.81% decrease from year over year. So probably one of the biggest in uh, Houston as far as the employment um, across the major metros. They did lose 75,722 jobs from the previous month. Unemployment is sitting at 8.25, so a pretty big number and much higher than Texas and much higher than the United States, and that is a 0.23% increase from the previous month. Months inventory is sitting at 1.74, so even with high unemployment, higher than national average, decrease in sales volume, they still have insanely low months inventory sitting at 1.74, and that is a 0.3% a 0.36 month decrease from the previous month. November 2019 was at 4.42. So you can see just how far Houston has really come and how far it's dropped in the past two years. So here's what Houston looks like plotted over time since uh, June 2010 through January 2021. So you can see coming out of the last recession where real estate volume prices really bottomed out and how they kind of really reacted and moved up, moved since then. So Houston moves a lot with the oil prices. So they look a little less consistent than what some of the other markets do. But we, you can really see what happened in Houston is coming out of 2011, 2012, you kind of had it where it went up and it really kind of started to plateau off a little bit. And then coming out of the last, um, recession, it kind of really took off like the rest of the major metros. But what you're really kind of seeing, and you can kind of see it, is it kind of goes up in the summertime, down in the winter, a little bit of a blip here right before uh, Christmas time, which is very typical. And it goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, with that little spike being right around December, everybody wanted to be getting into their new houses before the end of the year. So it's no surprise to see the year-over-year -year appreciation follow something very similar to that. Coming out of the recession, we uh, the 2008 financial crisis, you had prices kind of hitting up into 10, 11, 12, up to 17%, and they really started to taper off as it went into 16, 17, 18, 19, getting back to kind of historical average of 3 to 5% year-over-year. But no surprise, like the rest of uh, the nation in Texas, prices really took off coming out of the whole coronavirus crisis and everything that happened there. And we've had that kind of continuing ever since. So I can expect to see it kind of hitting these high double digits up there uh, with interest rates starting to normalize. It might kind of put a little bit of a tamper on the year over year appreciation. 
So now breaking it down by zip code as far as month inventory and where the most in-demand housing is. I use this almost religiously for our business of where we like to buy is I like to buy properties that are in the most in-demand where the most sales volume and the lowest months of inventory are. So for Houston, it's very similar to San Antonio that it's that really that 150 to 300 to 350 price point, um, even down right in here to the 250 to 300 as the in most in-demand. So we like to target those areas as far as properties that we like to pick up for renovations because there's a higher chance that our property would be worth more by the time we were done with the renovation. And then there's also a good chance for rental properties that if you buy and hold in that area, that in three, five, 10 years, whenever you go to sell, you are looking at a substantial gain in not only the equity pay down, but the price appreciation over time. So now let's get into my favorite market, San Antonio, mainly because that's where I do all my current investing. One thing you are going to notice as we go through this, that I do have a lot more information for San Antonio than I do for the other three major metros, mainly because I currently invest here and I do all my business here. So I dig further into the data just because a lot of this information I have to personally download and pull out and separate and do everything every single month. So when you get into some of the stuff, as far as like the rental data and the, by the zip code, that's all because this is where I currently live and currently invest and have the broadest base of knowledge. So let's go ahead and go over the San Antonio information. So San Antonio by the numbers. So building permits, we are at a thousand single family residential permits issued for the month of February. And that is a 37.2% increase year over year, two to 40 units, only two rented or permitted and that's 75% decrease year over year. So not really a big moneymaker for San Antonio with the duplexes, triplexes, and quadplexes. Five plus units were down 31% year over year. So you can see that there's a huge boom for single family houses here in San Antonio. Average sales price up 14.87% increase year over year. And that is 314,810. Median sales price up to 260. And that is a 15.6% increase year over year. And I think we're sitting currently at like eight months in a row of double digit appreciation. Total sales is just squeaked out a 0.8% increase year over year. And that's mainly because we are just running so low on inventory here. So we had total sales of 2,413. Average rental price, and that is this is fantastic for us landlords So because prices have been going up so much as far as values and taxes and insurance go up with the value, not the rental price. But rents increased 8.4% increase year over year to 1,581. Employment is 1.126 million, but that is, and that's a 4.92% decrease from this time last year. And that is 10,000 jobs from the previous month that we currently lost. Unemployment is sitting at 6.62%, and that is a 0.2% increase from the previous month. Months inventory, we're just, we're just sitting shy of below two months inventory. Now remember months inventory is how we gauge our speed of market and how fast houses are turning over. And that is a 0.17 month decrease from the previous month. So last month we were below two months inventory across the entire San Antonio market. Just as a comparison, March of 2019, we were sitting at 4.22 months of inventory. 
So now what we're looking at is our sales cycle and plotted over a course of time of what the median sales price has really done. So we kind of bottomed out around 2010, 2011, and we kind of went up from there to where you're seeing goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And that kind of moved pretty consistent the last several years where you start getting these little blips in the bottom. But what that really is, is kind of the December month when everyone's trying to move into their house right before the new year. And it kind of continued all the way until the pandemic when things kind of everything froze and stopped for a brief period and you can see we really didn't have our winter uh dip at all and it actually significantly went up like i mentioned i think we were at eight months in a row of double digit appreciation so things are hot and moving very quickly here in san antonio Monthly rents follows a very similar cycle where it goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And that's kind of been pretty consistent even in, with the whole um, situation we have going on in the economy. How we use that information is uh, something for you guys to implement into your current business is we love to lease all of our properties through the months of March and April because that's leading right into that summertime where I can get it. If I have to get a new tenant, I have time to get in to do my renovations and it's right at that peak time when everybody's moving around and you saw that those prices really peak out year over year. So that is one thing I know a lot of landlords, once we showed this data to them, they started doing and we do in our business. I highly don't suggest doing all of them at one month. That's how we started. And that's fine when you got one, two, three. But when you start getting up to four, five, and six, you run a problem when half of them go vacant all at one time and you're scrambling trying to get tenant turnovers, get them listed, get new properties in there. So I would suggest spreading them out between March, April, and May. That's how we do it in our business. But obviously you guys can do it however you want to do it. So now we're looking at the 20 year unemployment uh, for San Antonio. And it'd be pretty similar if I did all the major metros, but like I said, this is my market. So I track it the most close, the, the closest. So here you're looking at the last two recessions to where it went up for the dot-com bubble down up in the dot, uh, financial crisis and it slowly trended down and you can see it just blew everything out of the water when uh employment we shut everybody down sent everybody home um and closed everything down but what is good that it dropped like a rock and and went way back down to where you kind of hit these historical averages uh had been from the last couple of recessions so what I'm wanting to see, it's going to be a jigsaw just like it has the last couple of years where it just goes up and down, up and down, up and down. But as long as the trend is down and it doesn't flatten out, where you can see where we went down, down further, up, down, up, down, and pretty volatile, but it is going up and down, but in a continuing the downward trend. And that's what we're wanting to see. So hopefully with this new passage of the new economic stimulus plan, that does continue. And we see that continue to fall over time because if people can't, don't have jobs, they can't afford houses. And with, if they can't afford houses, inventory goes up and then the economy start, our real estate economy starts to slow down. Year over year appreciation, much similar to like the other markets to where this is where prices stopped going down coming out of last recession, 2011, 2012, and kind of stayed at consistent of that 10 to 12% appreciation for three, four years. And it slowly started to kind of creep down a little bit heading into this, um, last summer. And then since mortgage rates dropped, the refinance boom took off and then you get those bidding wars. So where you're hitting double digit appreciation since uh, basically July of last summer. So that is something that we, I don't see can't continue forever, but with these low mortgage rates and 
mortgage rates starting to normalize, I would expect to put some downward pressure on that. But with so many people moving to Texas and so many new jobs and high paying jobs starting to be created, that can bring new money from other places that can continue the bidding wars and continue to push housing prices up. So now when it comes to marketing, uh, I break out and kind of analyze the city in two different ways. The first way I do it is by price range. So I really contribute to the months of inventory. And like I mentioned, what that is, if the sales pace continues to, from the previous month, continues forward in the based on the number of housing that is currently there, how long would it take for all the housing to be sold? Now your balanced market is six months of inventory. So every time you see this number getting below six and even lower, that is your, what they call the seller's market and above six is buyer's market and which side has more negotiating power versus the other. So we've been in for the past four, five, six years uh, since I've been in real estate here in Texas, uh, we've been in a strong seller's market and we're an insanely strong seller's market now. So now where I really look at this is I try to target where is the most sales volume and where is the lowest months of inventory. So for when we're targeting for our renovations and especially our rental properties, we love to stay in this, basically this 150 down up to the $300,000 price range, especially if it's a rental property, we want it below 150, uh, below 200 as much as we possibly can, but those are getting harder and harder to find. So for us and for you guys, you can use this as your target because if you're buying in this area with these low months of inventory, there's a pretty good likely chance by the time you finish your innovation that this market has pushed those prices up a little bit higher and you can make a little bit more on your innovation. But if big renovations are your style, because you can get, if you're targeting a 10% profit margin, obviously you want 500,000 sales price because a $50,000 profit margin versus 200,000 only being 20,000. But it just still shows what your competition level is across the city and your world sales volume is. So if you are wanting a copy of these slides, make sure you head over to sarealestatemarket.com and you can get a copy of this whole presentation and the link will also be below. Now, the next place I do this with is by lowest month of, for the lowest month of inventory by the zip codes. So I do by highest and lowest. So for us, this is where we like to target our rental properties and our renovations. And I kind of plot this over time since I've been doing this for several years. You can see what the prices were in December of 2017 to what they are now. So you can see 78247 is sitting at a 0.7 eight months of inventory 250 is at 0.93 these are both very large zip codes with a lot of housing stock to see these low months of inventory is just absolutely insane and if you're a landlord in those areas like and we have a house and we have some houses in both of those it is good to see and we have seen equities substantially increased for the competition level not only on the sales side but for the rent side as well we put a property up at what we thought was $50 over the current market and had a tenant within six hours. So there is plenty of competition and uh, for the housing in those zip codes. So we love to try to target these zip codes. Now the caveat to the other side of that is the zip codes by uh, with the highest month's inventory. Now these aren't that high of inventory because you're still in very strong seller's market sitting at 3.6 months of inventory, but you can see that not all of these zip codes go up over time just because they have low months of inventory. For example, 78211 has only gone up a thousand dollars from uh, 2017 to now. Now that's not to say these are bad zip codes. It just needs to be careful 
uh, what these would look like. And you can go back and check some of the previous ones from a year ago, uh, two years ago of what the kind of more normal uh, months of inventory were for these higher zip codes. But uh, it just tells you your competition level and where your dollar is best spent to get those returns. To where if you are dealing in a high month inventory zip code, at a high price point, you need to make sure that you are putting money into the kitchens, the bath, the landscaping, uh, the staging to make sure that your house is the nicest one and does not sit on the market because those, the longer you sit on the market, the worst off it's going to be because like all of us, we use debt and uh, hard money loans. So every payment you make is a dollar off your bottom line. So make sure you're checking your competition level and you are uh, doing the renovation accordingly. So there you have it, folks. That concludes this quarter's Texas market update. If you found this information beneficial, we would love it and it'd help us out so much if you just gave us a little like down there on that bottom or just smash it. I don't care. I just want that thing to turn blue. So if you enjoyed this content um, and want to see more of it, head over to an investor's journey and subscribe to our newsletter where we will be doing announcements to any trainings that we got going on, any new content that we're doing, or anything like that that's just going on in over our overall business that might be changing on the day to day. Now, if you're wanting a copy of these slides, please head over to sarealestatemarket.com and you can get a full list of the zip codes for San Antonio. And you can also get a PDF for um, all of the slides if you want to review them a little bit slower. The link is also below. So now one thing that we do have coming up that we just started that I think would be fantastic for anybody that is new is called the What Is series. You can check out some of the links over here to my left and you will see or write depending on where you're looking at it. And that will be going over like the new what is of like, what is a bandit sign? What is an ARV? What is a 70% rule? So please go ahead over and check that stuff out. Otherwise, I will see you guys next quarter or next month for San Antonio.